You all hear me okay? Si me escuchan? Hermanos, buenos días. Brother, God bless you. Feliz Día de los Padres. Happy Father's Day. A todos. Amen. Hermanos, brothers, we have a job. Varones, tenemos un obra, un trabajo que ser. God has given us a job as fathers. Your job ain't to lay around and start commanding people and you just sit around. All right? God put us as the head of the household. La cabeza de, de la familia. And the lack of the head of the household, por falta de la cabeza de la familia, we see the effects. Turn on TV. What are, what are the statistics of the lack of father and those people that are rioting? Do you, you guys know? They asked a question. Preguntaron. Your father, is he with you? It's like 80%. They have no father, no leadership. Right? And they're left to the world to find the answers. Let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 35. God gave us a beautiful example. A man called by God changed his name to Israel from Jacob. The word Israel. In, in, uh, in Genesis chapter, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 35, but in Genesis chapter 32, when God told Jacob, your name is no longer Jacob, it is Israel, the prince who struggles with God. He struggled with God. He said, bless me, right? And God blessed him, right? The prince who struggles with God, but through his life, in la vida de Jacob, he had, he had things that come up. Fathers, we have things in our lives that come up. I, I know, been there, done that, right? Experienced it, right? Just like Jacob. Jacob was called by God, but then things got in the way. He settled in a town that God, uh, when he called him, was supposed to go uh, uh, to Bethel. But he settled in Chechem, there. All right, built a house, built a booth, right? There in, there in Chechem. And then his kids grew up. Family, uh, his house was a divided house, right? There was uh, two wives. One wife, Leah, had 10 kids. Rachel couldn't have any kids. There was struggle. The kids saw turmoil in their house, right? Brother, just like we live now in a world of turmoil, fighting, backbiting. There was a young girl born of, of Leah. Her name was Diana. All right? You find that in, uh, in, uh, in, chapter, in chapter 34. Diana. I'm sorry. In, uh, Dana. Dana, trouble, look at young people, listen to me. Satan's out there and Satan is a liar. And he is a deceiver. And he is a seducer of, of getting the truth and turning it and, and giving you a half a truth, thinking that is what is right. The world has changed. 
Satan is, is out uh, with no restraint anymore, seducing. In order to seduce, what are the person needs that's being su seduced by another? What does he need? What, do he, what does he have to have in order to be seduced? A desire, right? Something better. Come on, this is not working. Give me something better. James chapter 2. We're, we're going to go there real quick because it's going to fall into when I, what I want to uh, uh, show. In James chapter, no, James chapter 1. I'm sorry. Let's go there real, real quick. What, what uh, the, uh, James says about, about being deceived in verse, it's in verse, um, if I get to James chapter 1. In uh, James chapter 1, verse 14, it says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire. Right? And entice. That word entice is to be lied, to be guided on a false hope. You're being enticed. Right? You're being, you're being led astray. Brother, this world is like the world what Dana stepped out into in verse 34, full of deceptions and lies. They were, they were, uh, uh, they were uh, idolatrous. They had false gods, gods that aren't true, but yet they say they will give you something. There was uh, atheism, which is really big. There's no God. Satan is a liar. He wants to take away the truth. There's no absolute. We heard that, right? What's true for you is it true for me, right? And they start off with lies. And then you get these young people because their parents, fathers, were raised in, in, uh, during the 90s in the, and kind of like in the 80s and, and then going into the 2000s where, hey, you could make your own decision as far as who you are. If you don't want to be a boy, guess what? You could become a girl, right? And vice versa, right? And if, and if you have a desire that, that they call weird, you don't have to listen to them because your reality is your reality and their reality, their reality, and just have what you want. It says in verse 34, verse 1, it says, Dana, the daughter of Leah, who, uh, whom she bore to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. Right? She wanted to see, hey, what's going on? Come on. Dad, Mom, you want to keep me in this old tradition? You want to keep me from having fun? Right? The, the, uh, uh, Satan comes to you with a lie and a de deception. And number one, no truth. Right? There's no truth. Truth is what you make it to be. Right? No absolutes. Nothing is, in, uh, uh, nothing is for sure. What is right today doesn't mean it's right uh, uh, tomorrow. You, uh, everybody has their per perception on what is right. You can look on TV, and you can see one announcer on one channel says, peaceful demonstration, right? You look at the other channel, and it says, man, they're burning the town down. Why? Because it's your absolute. That's what you perceive it. 
that it's wrong, then it's wrong to you. But to me, they're just expressing themselves. Right? Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's hiding the truth. Then we see Jacob's son over here. This is going to come into Jacob. Jacob's son. And it says there in, in Genesis 34, we're going to look real quick, what happened to, to Jacob's uh, uh, son. It says in uh, verse, uh, in verse 7, Genesis 34, verse 7, Now the sons of Jacob came from the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved and very angry because he had done disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which has not even been done or, or heard in Israel, right? What they did, what the guy did was wrong. So now, now here we go. Now we have, there's no absolute, there's nothing that's true, there's nothing that's really right and wrong, but yet when we see the film of a cop putting his knee on the guy's neck, that is wrong. Well, wait up here, I thought there was no right and wrong. What, what's going on? Because there's no absolutes. Nothing is true, right? Confusion. You know what's right is now wrong, it was wrong was now right. And, and, and then these guys said, hey, uh, there was two guys, Simeon and Levi, and they said, hey, we're going to do what is right. We're going to punish them. Now, where do they get that desire from? Where did that come from? Brother, because there is right and wrong. But, brother, if it's not handled correctly, they went into that town and they killed everybody. They did like a riot. And not only that, they looted, just like, you know, they took whatever they had. And Jacob was looking at this and thinking, man, this is something wrong here. Inside our hearts, we cry. What is wrong? God, where are you? Where are you? Jacob felt that. He told his kids in verse, let's go to verse, uh, uh, there Genesis 34, and we're going to look in verse uh, 30 through 31. And Jacob said to Simon and Levi, you have troubled me by making this uh, obnoxious uh, um, among the inhabitants of the land, among whom the Canaanites and the Pesacites, and since I am few, now here he goes, he's scared. He, he, look, look how many times he's going to say the word I. I am few in number, and they will gather themselves together against me and kill me, and I shall be destroyed in my house. And I, uh, it says, but they said, uh, he, uh, he should teach, the, oh, I'm sorry, he, should he teach our sisters, or should they treat our sisters like a harlot? You see, I have my rights, right? Uh, we have our rights. Brother, God, Satan wants to take our eyes away from God. Satan wants to take your focus away from God. Since, since there is no absolutes, you make up your own mind. You, you do what you feel is right, right? Hey, what, what I, I, I heard God like about a week ago is that they're mad. That's why they're, they're doing what they're doing. They're just expressing what they feel. They're mad. 
right? Everybody does what is right in their own, I know, brother. Uh-uh. God, we're here in verse 30, uh, chapter 35. Jacob is scared. He cries out. Brother, he was crying out. I'm, I'm done. I'm dead. They're going to kill me. This is over with. I don't know what to do. God comes, verse, and verse 1 of chapter 35. And God said to Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel, the house of God, and dwell there, and make an altar there to, uh, to God. Right? Elohim to, uh, to, to Elohim. It says, who, shall, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of your brother Esau. You remember that time, Jacob, when I said, no more, Jacob, you are Israel. You are, you are a new person, but yet he was working back in his old ways. Dad, God has called you for responsibility. Jacob, it's time for you to change your ways. You need to become Israel, which really should mean the prince of God. Not the prince who struggles with God, but, it, but hey, we have to learn. And it says, verse 32, And Jacob said to his household, and to all that was with them, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves. Change your garments. Then let us arise. Then let us arise and go to Bethel, the house of God. And I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the days of my distress and has been with me uh, uh, in the way which I have gone. You see, brother, number one, the head of the household. Brother, you must turn back to God. You have to be the example, the leader. Turn to God. Jacob had to learn uh, uh, through the remembrance of God's calling Jacob. Your name is no longer Jacob. It's Israel. Turn. Repent. Go back to me. The world is full of philosophies that, that try to entice us and lead us in the wrong way. Present us the image of God in a manner that he is weak. He is only a, a person's imagination. In the, in, in the Bible talks about uh, people think that, oh, they're only fables. Somebody told somebody, which they told somebody else, and they wrote it, and then rewrote it, and then rewrote it, and it's only man's imagination. Brother, the Bible is not man's imagination. It is the Word of God. And Satan hates the Word of God. He does not want you to look at the Bible. He'll give you every excuse why not to work or look at the Bible. Why, brother? What does the Bible will produce in you if you read it? What would it produce? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Brother, it's the Word of God. It's going to open up light to to uh, uh, your heart, because that's where God wants to concentrate on. In your heart, right? And, and, and Satan does not want you to know that. They want you to know all the fables, all the stories, and how disappointed you are, 
and how people are, are, are weak and, and, and they can't change anything. Oh, just go with the flow because all you're going to do is just get people uh, mad at you, right? We see a, you see it on the news. And as a matter of fact, I saw where a preacher was out there preaching the word of God during the riot and they, and they, they punched him and pushed him. Get out of here. Get out of here. And they were telling him, get out there and kicking him. They even stole his cell phone and they were, you know, messing around with it. Because they don't want, they don't want to know absolutes. They're happy with this makeup deception that Satan throws them in. Brother, the word of God is truth. It says in John chapter 17, verse 17. John chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus praying to the Father. He says about the word of God. And, he, and, he, and, and brother, we, you got to have the truth because that is your belt in the battle uh, for, 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 uh, in the battle for what's right and wrong. It says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. That is for your armor, for what God wants to provide you with, is the belt of truth. The truth. Brother, the truth. God, brother, is your salvation. Number one, what Satan wants to tell you, number one, is that that uh, really there's no standard. We kind of make it up. And as the years go by, you know, we're going to make things up. No, brother, there's a standard. There's a right and there's a wrong. There's a standard. I was talking to uh, a young girl. She broke down in front of our shop where I was working at. I think it was on Wednesday. It was, it was uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, and, and, her, and her and her sister, she told me it was her sister, we were in the car, and they were kind of pulled kind of funny, and we were cutting the trees down. And uh, she came out. She goes, hey, could you help me fix my car? I could tell by looking at this person, she had uh, tattoos, and the way she was dressed, pretty rough, you know. I could tell. <laughs> and I said, sure, what's wrong? And she was telling about her car, and. She, she had no oil, no water, you know. <laughs> my car is getting hot. I said, well, yeah, there's a few things missing. And, oh, you know, my brother, car, this and that. And I said, look it. I said, I'm a, I want to tell you something. I told her, I'm a Christian. She said, yeah. I said, and I could tell by the way you, you are in your dress, you're looking for something. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find it in this world. Satan says you're going to find it in music, you're going to find it in fashion, you're going to find it in, in, in expressing yourself. No, brother, you find it in God. He is salvation. It is in him that is salvation. See, there's absolutes. There is absolutes. Jesus Christ came to die for your sin. You could have the confidence that you are a child of God. Do you have that confidence? When you look up in the sky, do you know there's a God looking down at you? They say, they give you, uh, Satan wants to say, you're alone. It's up to you to make up your decisions. Just like he, he, he brought Eve to, I believe that, that he was standing there by the, by the tree uh, that, that God told him not to eat. And look, Eve, look at it, man. See, he lures us. And then he tells us, you have, you don't have nobody. 
You're, you're all alone. You got to work things out yourself. Have this hollow feeling in your heart. Brother, that, that hollow feeling was placed there by God. I told this girl, look at what you're seeking to fill. This world is not going to fill it. You're not going to find the answer. I said, the answer is not in this world. The answer is in heaven. Right? What is your way from earth to heaven? Are you going to call for some magical plane to come and pick you up? Maybe a spaceship? How about a ladder? If God drops a ladder, you're going to walk up to heaven. What is the, the answer? Jesus Christ, brother. Taking Christ as your Savior. These people are looking for solutions. They even have a little town called Chaz or Chop, whatever. Right? Come on, because, hey, we're going to form our own nation. And guess what? They built walls. <laughs> and they have an army protecting them. You know, everything that they're against, they're doing. Right? You know why? Because there's no absolutes. There's nothing that, that's solid. It's all fake and phony. The lies of Satan that will lead you down. Brother, uh, uh, Jacob had to go back to become the leader of his family. He says in verse 3, uh, 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 no, in, uh, in verse 2, when he called his household, and he said, look it, let's put away these false gods. Put, put all this idolatry away. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something about idolatry. Idolatry. Every time you find idolatry, you're going to find some kind of sexual sin next to it. Every time. I don't care. Even, even, even Dana, when she got mixed with idolatry, guess what? She got raped. Don't think that there's no consequences. There is consequences. And, it, and you always find the, the, the goddess of Diana or, or, or Baal, which is the goddess of fertility, right? There's always sex involved somewhere in there. And you can't deny it. You can look at it in TV, hear it in the radios. Always the goddess will, will, will come up. And he said, get rid of all this. You don't need it. Purify your, yourself. Now, brother, that is something important. And in verse 4, to purify yourselves. I'm, and no, I'm, and, uh, in verse, I'm sorry, in verse 2. Purify yourselves and change your garments. I'm going to tell you guys something. What the world tells you that you need to do to, 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 to have fun and to have joy. It's not, it's not true. It's a lie. You got to purify yourself. The Bible says to purify yourself. That's what Satan doesn't want you to know how to do it. But the Bible tells you, let's go to, uh, let's go to, I have two verses. And let's first go to, uh, let's go to, uh, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. And we're going to look at, uh, uh, first of all, we're going to look at uh, 15 and 17 in regards to, to love. 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 7, uh, to 17. It says, Love not the world, nor the things of the world, for if, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
Okay, that is, that is, the, brother, this is the love, not agape love. This is the love that, that makes you desire more and more, which is better situated with lust. The lust of this world. And it says the lust of this world is not in the Father. For, and it tells you why in verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the uh, flesh, the lust of the eyes, and a pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And this is the truth. The world is passing away, and the lust thereof. But he who does the will, my Father, abideth forever. John wrote that. If, if you do the will of the Father, if, if we uh, push the desires of the world, now, brother, the desire of the world is going to hit you hard. Without the truth, without the truth, you're easily deceived, right? By the allurement, the things that the world wants to offer you, wants to pull you away, wants to pull us away. It's, it, um, oh, I don't know where I wrote it. Let's, let's go to um, 3 John, verse 1. I, I, I want to say chapter 1, but it's not. 3 John. 3 John. Verse 4. Third John, verse 4. John 3, verse 4. It's so small that I keep passing it up. Okay. It says, For certainly men have, have crept... Uh-oh. I'm in Jude. So small, like I said, I keep passing it up. Okay, here it is. I'm sorry. It says, it says, I have no greater joy. Oh, that ain't the one that I wanted. I'm sorry. Oh, that, let's go to let's go to first John. I know it's in chapter four. It talks about uh, if we do the will of the Father and the Father loves us and I didn't I'm sorry, I must Okay. I'm sorry. First John chapter one, three through seven. First John chapter one, three through seven. John is writing here and he and he tells them about uh, he gives them an eyewitnesses, eyewitness of the things he saw, because we're talking about the truth, all right? And he's talking about the love of the Father. And, and, and we have this testimony in our hearts. It's that which we have seen and heard. We declare unto you that you may have fellowship. Remember that word pure? To, to be clean, to change your garments, to have fellowship with God. It says you have made, that you may have fellowship with, with us. And that our fellowship is with the Father. And with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write that you may have your joy, may, or that you, I'm sorry, that you, your joy may be full. He wants to give you full joy. Number one, from having a pure heart. A heart cleansed. Now, brother, people usually react because there's something wrong on the inside. Their heart is not pure. It's not clean. See? 
There's, because of sin, they either have hate, either they have hurt feelings from, from their dad, dad in prison, dad in jail, dad getting high, right? Uh, uh, using drugs, not showing any love to the kids. And they go out there and they take it out on other people. Right? Because that's all they know how to express themselves. That's all they know. Right? Some kids, uh, some kids don't know what the word love is because their parents show lust. And they think, that is lust. I mean, that is love. Love is when you give me what I want. That is love. Brother, that's not love. That's lust. To get what you want. When you give is love. To give yourself, to give. Just like God so loved the world that he gave his son. There's a big difference, brother. A relationship with God will fill the longing in your heart when you purify yourself with the love of God. When you give yourself over to the love of God. You see, Jacob had to learn the difference. And he saw the way things were working out in his family as they were growing up and the battles and what he was hearing. He was thinking, wow, where is the answer? I am saved, but look at things just aren't working out. God tells him, arise and go back, Jacob. You want the answer? Go back to where you first saw God. And Jacob said, let's do it. Let's purify yourself. And it says in verse 3 of Genesis chapter 35. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel. And here's the key, guys. I will build an altar there to our God. I will. Head of the household, you are responsible to build an altar. You are responsible to get everybody up. And I'm not talking about beating them up. I'm talking about setting the example. Do you tell your kids, hey, Let's go to church because there is, a, there is where God talks to me through his word. Let's go to church. I don't have the answers, right? I don't have all the solutions. I'm not going to give you every little step to make, but I'm going to take you to the one who does, right? To, 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 to God. He says, you're going to build an altar, Jacob. You're the one that's going to lead your, your family that way. And he says in verse 5, So they gave Jacob all their foreign gods, uh, which were in their hands, or, and their earrings that were in their rings. What they used to do, they used to wear trinkets as good luck charms, and there were little gods, you know. That idea of earrings and necklaces and stuff isn't something new. They've been around forever, right? Uh, 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 so so they, they took out they all, all their, the stuff that they used to trust in. And they said, okay, Dad, we're going to follow you. Because they saw how serious he was, you know. And so they gave it to him. Then it says, and then it says in, verse, uh, in verse 9, Genesis chapter 35, verse 9, And God appeared to Jacob again. After Jacob made this effort, and the family came, God spoke to Jacob again. Is God talking to you again today? Is God saying, hey, you're going down the wrong road. You need to come back to me. 
I'm not talking about to some kind of uh, traditional method where you say a certain words, you know, like the Catholic Church is really big. Oh, you want, you want to be forgiven? Two Hail Marys and four Our Fathers and look it, you're good for a week. No. God appeared to Jacob again. Then he came, it says when he came from Pamaram, that was back where, 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 God, where he wrestled with God and God said, you're Jacob. And God blessed him. Yes, he did. And yes, when you were saved, God blessed you. You had a, you had a new life, a new start. You had uh, all the authority that God wanted you to have to do your work. What you do with it. What did Jacob do with it? What are you, what, what am I doing with it? And God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall be not called Jacob. You are no longer the same creature, even though your body's screaming. Take me back to those days when all the parties and the music, man, those were things that I desire. On that note, desire, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Come on, uh, uh, the Bible wants to show you something. God wants to show you some. Hebrews chapter 11. Talk about a fellow named Moses, right? And Moses was, was uh, born of a Hebrew, but raised in a palace, right? And, and, and it says in verse, uh, we'll start reading in verse 24. Hebrews 11, talk about Moses. He says, then when he came of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, brother, that is prestige. He had the right to say, hey, man, you don't know who you're talking to. Right? He said, no. Choosing rather, verse 25, to suffer the afflictions with the people of God. That then to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Oh, see what the Word of God does? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Brother, when you get the truth, and when you get God in your heart, you will make choices. Brother, he said that he that preferred cho chose the suffering, where he could have had it at ease. He could have had it easy. And it says in verse 26, esteeming or accepting the reproach of Christ. Uh-oh. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Oh, man. What faith. I like that song. Uh, uh, faith that could move a mountain, right? He is mighty to save. Brother, uh, Moses saw the riches of this world and the treasures that we say, man, I'm going to work for that. He said, you know what? I don't want it. There's something greater. Where did that come from? Where do you think that came from? Brother, the word of God. When God is talking to you, God says, hey, I love you. I sent my son to die for you. And you say, no, uh -uh. come on, you want to take away my joy? You want to take away what I've been working for? 
Is he a God of love? Or is he, or is he a false God that's going to lead you down a path and say, sorry, Charlie, that's your bad luck. Brother, he loves you. The, make the decision to follow God. Get the truth in your heart. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you. Brother, that is the gospel, the power of God to change your life when you repent of your sins. Are you hovering? Has Satan led you down a road where you're thinking, oh man, all this is fake? Brother, Satan is a deceiver and God said, you know what? You want to sin? Go ahead. Let's, real, real quick, I got a little bit of time. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Just let me finish my point and I'll, and I'll finish. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. Who suppress that truth. In other words, they see it. They understand it in their hearts because it is written in their hearts or conscience. And, and creation testify there is a God, but they suppress the truth. And in ungodliness, he says there, verse 19, Romans 1, 19, because that they may know, they may be known of God is manifested to them. But God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible uh, aptitudes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and God, so that they are without excuse. Brother, they know it. Though people know it. But because of, verse 21, they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile or empty, vain in their thoughts, in their foolishness, it says there, and their hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And changing the glory of the incorruptible, incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man, birds and four-footed uh, animals and creepy things. In verse 24, therefore God gave them up to the uncleanness of their lust, of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator, who was blessed forever. Amen. Do you think the Bible is up to date? You think the Bible was written by man that passed it on to another man, passed it on to another man, and eventually we have what we've written? Brother, the words of God, brother, when you could see it happening now, people deny God. They say God doesn't exist because they suppress the truth that's in their hearts. They know there's a God. And they uh, kick up arguments to deceive themselves because Satan is the father of lies, of deception. This world, TV, radios, uh, uh, the attitudes of people, uh, it's all submerged in, in what Satan wants to do. God has put out the call. God has his word where he's calling you. 
Come unto me, and I'm going to give you rest. Brother, I, like I told that girl, you know what? You're not going to find the rest that God wants to give you. Not here on this earth. In this earth, you are going to have tribulations. Jesus said you are. You're going to have troubles. But be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. He said, I have overcome the world. The world has nothing against you. Nothing. God gave you the, the armor of God. Put it on. Put it on. Stand firm. Right? He said, stand. And above all things, you stand in the power of God. Are you standing on the power of God? Have you lost your way? I want to give an invitation.